Welcome to Wrestling And. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we are going to talk about wrestling and, well, we're going to talk about a few things. Wrestling and Fight Forever. We're going to talk about the game that came out. We're going to talk about uh, Money in the Bank a little bit and some other stuff. And as you just heard, my awesome and wonderful co-host, Justin at In Ring Art. Justin, how are you? Doing well. Had a pretty busy week here. You know, hit up Disneyland, got Fight Forever, so it's been crazy over here. Haven't done shit the last few days, but that's a whole other story. Did you see Star Wars World in Disneyland? Yes, I did. I love it. That looked pretty sick. Like, I'm not a huge Star Wars guy, which Justin and I were talking about, but we'll say that the... uh, the performers they have there look pretty good. Like, did you see the Imperial March, or, or, or do they do that all day? Not this time. No, we did. Yeah, they have the um, stormtroopers will come through and, like, kind of question you, like, you're a criminal and stuff. It's great. And you can hear their comms, right? Or do they have it, like, or do they have it so it actually sounds like a comm, kind of, a communication device, yes. right? Yes, yes. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. And they harass fucking people, but it's in great. a fun way. Absolutely. You ever, um, you ever had a bad experience with a uh, Disney uh, performer? No. No. That's good. I, I did when I was young. I was a bad kid, though. Um, I've only been twice in the last 20 years. Uh, no. Wait, to Disneyland? Yeah, I went last... We went... Um, when we went last September, I hadn't been since New Year's Day of 2006. Oh wow! Okay, I so, thought I got I got you mixed up, dude. I I was thinking you were some Disney adult with season tickets or something. Oh no 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 no! That place priced me out a long time ago. Um, we just got lucky the last few times we been able to go. I love my sister's crazy. She get she gets them because she's one of those weird people like that. But uh, I I love it. Yeah. I loved. I wish I could. I would. I like it. Um, I I mean I have you know I got the. Little, uh, I got the Hawaiian shirt with the, um, the cantina scene on it. I had to get that, you know. Nice. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I love Disney. It's just really a childhood thing. It, it, when I'm there, I feel like I don't have to worry about anything. You know what I mean? It's just a total escape from the world. So, um, it's just chill over there. Yeah. Yeah. Until and, you lose your kid and then you're like, yeah, we keep track of them. Our kids don't really <laughs> wander off. You, you experience I noticed, I noticed, I noticed that because even I, as an adult with a kid, like even I was keeping my eyes on him, you know. He's pretty, yeah. Uh, did, you know, he just followed right there along. So. Yeah, they stick really good with us, and that's that's we're very thankful for that. Yeah, because um, I was the opposite. I don't know how many times in the grocery store I heard my over the intercom, my mom being like, you know, or or them being like, "Is John Ensman here?" Because I would just walk, run off. Yeah, mom. report but, to the um, men's department. Your mother's yeah, waiting like, for you. Back in the day, that used to happen to me like all the time. That's funny. <laughs> but, but um, you ever been to Elitch's before? Elitch Gardens. Uh, I've heard the name. Is that like a mall or something? That's, no, that's just Denver's theme park. Oh, okay, right. I mean, I've heard of it, but the yeah. only thing I did in Denver that I remember was Waterworld. Oh yeah, Waterworld's. I now I haven't been there in like twenty years. I loved that place. Uh, it's I, probably I don't different know if... being my size now, but. I don't know if it's still the same, but I want, this is circa 1994 when I lived in Boulder. But it was the the largest water park, at least in the country at the time. Um, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, surely there's probably way bigger ones in Dubai for the world, but like in America. Yeah, there's one called Schlitterbahn in Texas that I always heard was 
absolutely amazing. And one of the um, things I remember about Waterworld is there's like this one that kind of goes down and it's like a dinosaur kind of thing. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Tunnel. That's like one of the and that's like one of the ones you always do first. The only crappy thing is you do have to carry the raft all the way up the hill. With right, right. But, I don't uh, remember the details, but I did go there and it was it was almost like it was a th- we have obviously have water parks out here in, in LA. We have raging waters and all that stuff and they're Even big wet and, and wild. Wet and wild in Irvine. I don't know if it's still there, but maybe it is. Okay. Hurricane Harbor, which is attached to the Six Flags. Um, oh, okay. Um, Raging That's Waters, but one. like I remember, Waterworld had like legit theme park rides there, like that dinosaur ride. Um, but I, I mean, don't I don't know. Wouldn't even call that a legit. Uh, I mean, it is a water ride with like robotic dinosaurs in it. But yeah, it was like going I mean, on the Small World, you know. Hey, I'll say this, like, I like Waterworld and the water parks because you don't even have to communicate with anybody. You can just do your own thing and just drift in the lazy river for hours, right. you know? Yeah. And that's, I'll be doing that in, um, I'm going to the anime convention in September. We are, dude, 500 bucks a night for the rooms. Hey, Not you got exciting. one? We got two nights there. Oh my God, you're, you're going to spend a grand? I'm paying, for, look, it was... It was something we had been planning on all year, and then right when we checked for tickets, the discounts for uh, for for um, convention goers was canceled at that point, and it was already filled up. And me and my my friend was like, "Fuck it, I'll pay." And I was like, "I don't want to," but we talked, and we're like, "Here's the problem, dude. This resort is a really big resort, but it's far near the airport, so there's nothing around it. There's nowhere to walk. There's right. nowhere. You know what I'm saying?" So if you stay at another airport or another hotel, it kind of defeats the purpose because it's like you can't drink and then drive off, you know? Oh, it's and in Denver, right? Yes, but it's like it's in an area of Denver that won't be that it's like so advanced that like it'll 20 years from now, it'll be all built in houses everywhere. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But right it's, now it's kind of out near the airport. Right. So. I know that the Denver airport is in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, they had they built that very futuristically. It's not necessarily anymore in the middle of nowhere because they've built a lot of stuff around there. Right, right. But right. Uh, you know, time. they knew that in 30, 40 years that was going to be totally city outside of in that area, and it, it is getting there. It is getting there. So, um, cool theme park talk. We should go to a theme. I want to go to Disneyland. Maybe, maybe next time we'll figure that out. Some, some yeah, show me I'm Disneyland. down. So much fun. Um, yeah, but uh, other than that, uh, I did I, I kind of a thing. I got this kid that's getting older now, so we're not ready to get him a phone, and we're not going to get him a phone, even though a lot of his friends have him already. But Kohaku got no, an we've, Apple we've Watch. No, we've had we've had this talk. It's, yeah, uh, we got him an Apple Watch. Uh, we got him an Apple Watch this week. Okay, and 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 it has. 4G, 5G capability and stuff? Yeah, it has a phone line, and uh, he can text. So it's pretty much... Are you much monitoring this? Are you uh, putting I literally just bought it for him. Um, okay. he, he didn't so even really it want out. it. He's great. He doesn't want a phone. He doesn't. Want, he didn't really want the watch. He's excited about it now. He's been using it to like time and work out and stuff with his little soccer stuff practice. And uh, Are you showing him how to hook up the, ear, ear, the uh, Bluetooth to it? Uh, well, he doesn't need to because it's not, you know, he has his Apple ID on there. Well, yeah, but he's not really doing that yet. Okay. Okay. Anyways, that's just a little tidbit there. Cool. Well, that's probably a good, uh, uh, stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah. 
without, you know, it's it, kind of small screen, so, you know, but I, you'd also be surprised with what kids well, will find. He can do everything with social media on it, which is, he can make phone calls, he can text, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's probably a good stepping point. We'll, you'll, you can report back in a year and tell us how it was either a great choice or a disaster or somewhere. Well, in yeah. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> it's like uh, he's getting all his answers for school on his little thing using chat GPT. I don't think he's that kind of kid, though, to be honest. So. No, he's not, but you never know. Yeah. Never know. You can find out later. Once. Now, speak, speaking of uh, children, you, you bought a video game recently that you say one of your kids was kicking your ass at. <laughs> okay, so um, I was, you know, I know Fight Forever came out, um, was it? Thursday, right? Thursday. Or something? Yeah, Friday, something like so that. So I was looking on, uh, you know, I have a friend that used to work at GameStop, or just like an internet buddy that, you know, I that worked at our local GameStop, who was a wrestling fan, and was kind of asking, should I get the, you know, uh, Switch one, or should I get the, because I like the idea of the Switch, I could take it anywhere kind of thing. That's true. And I ended up settling for the, I went for PS5, but I, I was on my GameStop account, and I noticed that I have that $5 a month, and I had 15 other dollars in promos. So I was like, you know what? Oh, nice. You'd been saving them up for a little bit. Yeah, so I had $20 off the game, so I'm like, you know what? That's You might as well buy it. Because my understanding about this game, so we'll talk about it, but it seems like they're going to update it with stuff as we go along, right? Also, but that is a standard for games now. Like... T- talking about DLC and stuff and updates and patches. If it didn't have that, it would be very, very rare. Um, right. So, I, I mean, I don't I, personally, I don't want to talk about DLC and patches as something that's going to be all, well, they're going to do it for the, It's like, it's expected, you know? Right. Um, we would hope that. Um, but the reviews have been, see, the, the gist that I've got, and I haven't played it, for people to know, I'm a pretty hardcore gamer. I, yeah. I, if I if I could get it for forty dollars, like Justin, I probably would have bought it for forty dollars. That's exactly why I did, and um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I like it. I think it, I have been playing. I made a little Naito character. Um, uh, I did the whatever the Road Two or whatever it's called, the career mode. I've kind of started that. Um, the creator wrestler has a lot to be desired um, right now. But from what I understand, they are going to ramp it up at some point. And that I'm was really... specifically listed that they're going to be adding a lot more creative stuff. And hopefully at some point you'll have that universe where you can just download other people's cause, uh, create a wrestler. even use your phone and, and even take a picture like, of a QR code or something. Like Fire Pro, where I can go online yeah. and download everything I need. And then so next the... time I play the game, it uploads, you know? Yep, yep. Now, one of the other things that uh, I heard about the creator wrestler is that the moves are not um, separated and categorized. Um, something I heard. They are. I mean, there's grapple, front grapple, there's strong attack. But I mean, attack. are we talking it's it's going to have power bombs, all these type of power bombs. It's not like yeah. that, right? It's just no, there's... front grapple, side grapple. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a decent selection of moves. They have Destino labeled Destino. But they they don't. Oh, they actually have that in there. Yeah, and they have the you know his holding the eye thing as one okay. of the behaviors. Okay. Now, how do how how deep do we get here? Do we have the Beaumaier? They have a lot of stuff. I I mean, a lot of knees. 
they have a pretty good selection of moves. Um, to me, it's just the faces and the and the details um, that is a little lacking. The entrances when the wrestlers come out is very minimal. Um, okay. But how does going, the crowds look? Do, how bad do the, the crowds, crowds look? look fine. The crowds look it's, fine. It's but not when janky, I was going that janky. No, they they look fine. I'm okay. not. A, okay. I'm not a. I'm not a graphics junkie. Um, obviously those WWE games look pretty damn spectacular, but they play so stiffly. I haven't played one for a while, so I don't know what this year's is like. We both talked about that. I never remember the gameplay in those games being the big highlight. I think it was more about making your own storylines and making your own money in the bank. You know, that right. type of stuff was kind of the appeal back then. Because you could do your own, own, like, you could, in some of those games, you could, like, make your own moves and entrances and shit, I'm pretty sure. Well, Fire Pro, you could do that. Well, in terms of the, the, uh, making your own moves, they had move craft and all yeah. that. But, but even um, back to, like, SmackDown versus Raw for PS2, I think. Um, right. Uh, but what I wanted stuff. was, I wanted No Mercy, but a modern version, and I, f- I feel like this is as close as we're gonna get. Um, and and that's, I, that's what I've heard is the gameplay is the best part of the game, which it should be, right? Yeah, that's the and, most important, you know? Yeah, so I I'm I think what they're going to do looks pretty fun. Um, have you seen the Anarchy in the Arena that they're going to do? Or the Stadium Stampede? Yes, I have, do? yeah. So that sounds really dumb enough to, like, I might have to get that for that. Are they going to charge extra for that? I sure hope not. They'll because probably do a battle pass on it. Probably do a battle pass where they'll chart. You can pay twenty dollars extra for a battle pass for extra skins and shit. Right. We'll see how it evolves because I think the whole idea was this game. They're not going to come out with the, uh, another one next year. This is going to be the base game where they make little add-ons here and there, and I love that idea. That would be cool to me too, and I don't have to pay sixty dollars um, a year more than once. Although yeah. with a lot of fighting games, to be honest, I do end up paying you know fifty bucks a year on DLC. Um, I, I, you know, I own all the fighting games. I get OCD with them where I have to have every character. And I've probably dropped a couple hundred dollars on characters I never played as. Well, I mean, when I went to, I waited till Fire Pro went on sale for PS4. And I still put probably 50, 60 bucks into getting everything. And did you play New Japan Career Mode? Yeah. Got told off by Ibushi and stuff. Like. Uh, and by Liger, I did the light heavyweight one too that they released. Oh, okay. Which was really, actually, really fun. Um, yeah, it was. Looks, they had a Stardom stuff to it too, didn't they? They had Stardom. They have everyone. Yeah. I mean, the only thing with uh, there's just like uh, it's just a little. Uh, with Fire Pro, is it just gets a you know you just want to simulate matches. It takes so long to set all these things up that like you don't feel like playing them. You just want to watch the matches you create. You know, I, I was one of the rare people that actually I enjoyed the gameplay in Fire Pro. My one big complaint is like it's pretty easy at first, but it quickly becomes very difficult to play against computers, especially in tag teams. I mean, yeah. because it's not about button mashing, and the computer is always gonna outtime you. Um, how much button mashing is there in this game? Because that's something that uh, I'm not a huge fan of. The but do you feel like you're constantly mashing buttons in this game? A little bit, and okay. I hate button mashing games. That's why Smash Brothers to me makes no sense. I know it's a huge hit, and people love Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers. Is not a button mashing game for people that are good at it. Just FYI, it's, it's a button masher, dude. Now, all you do if is you, you don't know what you're on. doing. 
but that's what it is with every game. But people that button mash can win. It's like poker. Like you don't know what you're doing, you can win poker, right? No, you could I, beat don't, a, I I disagree with that. You could be a great poker player a while. by pure luck. But um, I'm not saying know. it can't happen. It's beginner's luck. That is a thing. But uh, and Kenzo's been kicking know. my ass at fight forever he's played a lot more than i have so he knows how to counter and stuff well it's just that he's so good at like get you know you gotta hit he's good but you gotta understand he's kind of a natural gamer because he was kicking my ass when i played other games with him so i think he might have some kind of natural skill there but also uh, a lot of that game is you got to get on the attack with the punches and kicks first and the thing is is like there is a little bit of i think the countering should be better in terms of when you're punching, if you time it right, you should be able to block a little easier. And and look, almost all wrestling games have this curse. Um, is it easy to Irish whip someone and then attack them off of the whip into a cool transition? Or is that still kind of awkward where they'll, where they'll like run right into you and you both just stop? Uh, and look like this? Yeah. yeah you can't really like, see. That happens. But, um, I, I haven't... Okay, listen, my gaming on it, I need a little more time to get used to the controls. Okay. I, I've probably played for a total of a couple hours, but... Did you do the tutorial? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm still... I need to really sit down and... You see, the thing is that he's been playing so much that I haven't really had the chance to really dive in until they go to bed. And I see. When he wants to play... I want to play you right away. And he's out there practicing on the dummy people. And so he's, <laughs> he's already really beaten good. career mode. No, he hasn't done career mode. He just does practice mode and just like think, I can't get a grapple in on the kid. Damn! You know, he's just punching me, punching me, punching me. He did like we did the exploding death match, and he got he like one wing angel me like five times. What? And the ladder match, I was Moxley, and the ladder match, yeah, I was Moxley. So did he pin you after? Yeah. Oh no, he got up and got the la- he he went up the ladder. He said you got the one winning angel five times. Mm-hmm. At least you can say it took a lot to take you out of the match, right? <laughs> well, a lot of times he was fucking with me. He was you know playing with his food really. After a oh, while, he's shit. he's played enough. He was beating the crap out of Abaddon and all that. Kenzo, come here. Abaddon. That's a choice. Let's, why they let would me, put let's that get your in the take. Game. Here, I'll, I'll let him play, you know, come on for All a right, second. All right, cool. We got a review going on, a live review. Tell us what you Ke- think We got breaking news. Ever. Is it's this really Kenzo? Yeah. Kenzo? Yeah. Talk into the mic, brother. It's a, it's so a fun game. We, we're here to t- interview you real quick about AEW Fight Forever. What do you think about it? It's actually really fun since if, you Dar- if you're Darby and then you just pull out a skateboard because that's his weapon, you can yeah. like, s- skate around, get into the ring and then like do you like the skating part i heard you can jump off the skateboard out of the ring have you tried that no not yet but like you can get yeah. back in the ring and then it would like all lead on to the person that you're doing like doing it too so that is that your favorite character so far have you tried out a bunch of characters i have but i i think my favorite is definitely kenny omega and why is that it's just one winged angel and i beat that that dad's I just yeah, I heard. So yeah. the one-winged angel is really what does it for you. Yeah. Cool. And have you? So you've been beating up the computers though, and, and, right? Yeah. And have you made any characters? Have you made any of your own people yet? Yeah, I have. What's What's your character's name? Kenzo Frank. <laughs> oh, very unique. Okay, and and uh, does he do one-winged angel? No. 
Okay, so you're What's working his on finisher? it. Well, I I don't. It's, it's like it's like a hook suplex from the superplex or something. Tiger Driver ninety one. Cool. Well, we're, thank you for telling us about the game because uh, we want to tell all our fans uh, we want to review the game. So thanks for the report, Kenzo. We appreciate you, brother. Yep. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. <laughs> Straight from. What are you the, doing right uh, now? Just Quark is playing FIFA. Okay. All right. So yeah, he 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 seems to dig it, which is great that I buy the game and. He gets to use it too, so that's, that's and The other great. thing also is we are hardcore wrestling fans. We are weird. We are not normal people. Um, yeah. So it's good to uh, hear, you know, even a kid, a little more naive. It's and, nice hearing a uh, kid say, oh, no, it's just a fun game because that's really what matters. Yeah, and he's not a huge wrestling fan. I mean, I know we went to the NXT show, but he's not like a huge he's, wrestling he's fan. A, he's a wrestling by proxy. Right, right. I mean, he'll go to shows. He'll go to a show. He's down, but he's not going to sit there and watch it on TV with me. So he's um, not watching Raw every Monday. But uh, bottom line about Fight Forever, since someone that you know paid a pretty decent deal for it, I got it for PS Five. Um, it's a work in progress, and I knew that going into buying it that it wasn't going to be perfect. But if it de- if it evolves along with the way that they're saying, it's going to be a really fun. I, I actually think it did slightly better than I expected. I was real worried that this was going to be a bomb. Um, I, I know that the delays were a concern, and I know that people weren't really in love with the graphics, but I was just so desperate to get like a great p- gameplay in a, in a wrestling game that I just didn't care. Different. At least I, something different. Man. Yeah. I mean, not the same shit. I mean, we've had two options for years. And those games are wildly different. So getting something that's kind of uh, in that that old school spot with 3D graphics and characters we know and like that are modern wrestlers, it's uh, pretty cool. So I'm excited that so that Stadium Stampede's going to be a 30 person battle royale in a so stadium. Much fun. Sounds fun. Which sounds absolutely ridiculous, but uh, that could be pretty fun because if we can throw each other off of like ledges and stuff. Oh yeah. It's, that's going to be... Like, can you just kill someone by throwing them off a ledge? And Is that going to be like an online mode? Like a... Like yeah. A, like a, like a 30 people fighting each other in once. So that's going to be like a Fortnite kind of deal. Yes. The last man standing. And there's going to be golf carts and horses to ride that, and weapons that, with different strengths. That is very innovative, and that sounds exciting. And I don't. Well, think... to be fair, it's been done already—a uh, wrestling Fortnite game. It's been done already. Really? Um, what is was, that? It was what, what was that game called? It actually came out just like six months ago. Uh, wrestling for what was it called? Bruiser City or something? Huh? That's it's called Brawler wow. City. Rumbleverse. Rumbleverse. Um, it was okay. Uh, it was more ridiculous though. You could like suplex someone from a like 100 story building in this game um but that game was actually pretty fun um so we'll see i think it could be a little more fun with a more grounded uh wrestling game where you're not you know jumping off of walls and stuff right so um yeah well good job uh yukes the japanese company kenny omega God, I can only imagine how Aubrey, much money they I think, spent was on this. Some kind of involvement too. She and she was a game game uh, producer, tester, I think, before she was. Yeah, she was a tester, I think. Tester, that's a pretty low position, bro. I thought she was like straight up producer. Well, I don't know. She did. She worked in the industry. 
she definitely worked in the in the uh in the video game industry so yeah good shit man i'll probably i'll probably wait till it goes on sale you know it will, uh, you know, we'll give it some time. It, it, by the, especially by the holidays, I bet you it'll it'll drop down 30, to 40 thirty-nine. Bucks. Yeah, 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 exactly. I will I, at I will, that uh, point. Maybe I'll get you know I'll get it for the Switch just to have it. I don't know. We'll see. Now I know you say you're not a graphics guy, but I will say this: uh, those Switch graphics do look real bad to me. But I look. I know. Look, it's some I, people. I are heard into that. it wasn't a huge drop off. I, I, you know, maybe it's just the graphics are just not that great in well, general. Just, I watched I a YouTuber um, that I've been kind of discovered a couple years ago. It was RGT eighty five. You heard of that guy? No, really. Um, and he he kind of gives. He's a wrestling fan, but he also does a lot of Switch reviews. And you know, he he you know he was showing the graphics and everything, and, and he said it's not a huge drop off, but there's definitely a difference. But there was okay. a little bit of lagginess to the Switch, but not awful. It was still very playable. Um, okay. But you know what, though? Like, <laughs> excuse me. I don't want to cough all over the place like I did in the last episode. It's okay, um, bro. It's your, it's your place. Anyway, not coughing on the listeners. I really felt like since there was such involvement, so a guy like Kenny Omega, who's a huge gamer himself, yes. I don't think he was going to let it. I don't know how much power he had in it, but. I really think that um, part of the reason why it took so long was there was a lot of people that wanted this to be a playable, good game. Um, I'm if, sure the last few months there has been polishing like crazy, you know. I think there to was... get it to playable uh, si- and sellable state. Since these people, like Kenny Omega, Aubrey or whatever, I'm not saying they went in there and did anything, but they're like, dude, this is not... you got to... It would have been a game that would have came out with any other company on time, but they kept, I think, I don't know if they did it, but they're, I feel like, uh, and even though it's not like a f- perfect finished product right now by any means, it's not perfect, but it's just really fun and pick up and play kind of, you know, goodness, but um, it's not, you know, when they put that last 2K game out on the Switch where it was just absolutely horrendous. Well, there was that one from, we've talked about from what, three or four years ago that ended up being a complete disaster because Yuke's backed out and visual concepts took over um but yeah my you know the thing is justin is is like you've heard of this thing development hell and it's like if you don't just release the thing eventually it's gonna fall into this fucking holding pattern it happened with duke nukem um these games like you you need to just tell the company eventually no this is the day doesn't matter how it looks we have to release it and i'm sure they could have spent another six months in development here but uh they had to do it and it sounds like with what they were given they were probably rushed it sounds like they did right by the fans and uh you know that's the worst situation is when you feel like you're fucking your fans over and i have not heard any in fact the fans seem to really enjoy it so um yeah that's really who i think they made the game for really yeah so we'll talk we'll talk again about this game in six months to a year and uh that's gonna be the real point at which we can really talk fully about it right now um kind of an unfinished product but a promising promising start so yeah definitely i yeah absolutely a work in progress um i understand if you don't want to pay 60 bucks for it um but uh if you're looking for a wrestling game that was no mercy style i feel like this is about as close as you're gonna get 
WWE All-Stars, though, was a great game. I'm just going to say that. That fighting wrestling game. That game is still awesome. Okay. Remember that? Do you remember? You remember that one where you could, like, bounce them? It came out for, like, 360 and PS3, maybe. But, you like, if you punched a dude, they would bounce off the mat and you could juggle them. It was ridiculous. But uh, that game is great. Go play that game, guys. Um, (laughs) So, um, speaking of... Well, kind of speaking of AEW, because they'll be in uh, England soon. And things going on in England... Um, actually, I want to talk about this first. Uh, let's yeah. let's move to this MLW. Um, do you, re- MLW. you remember how we had that talk about uh, Fatu? Like, why is he not in WWE? Yes. And we came to the conclusion that he had a felony charge when he was younger. Very young, yes. Yeah, which was we were kind of like, oh, that sucks for him, you know? It, right. It was, uh, well, Court Bauer has commented on the recent allegations regarding MLW National Openweight Champion Fatu. A nonprofit organization, Jake's Network of Hope, alleges Fatu no showed their charity event last month and has not returned money he was prepaid to wrestle on this show. So, what you're uh, saying, so it's a reliability factor. I'm not saying this is a, a, a factor. I'm just saying this is kind of a shitty thing that Fatu seemingly just did. Um, I'm not saying like this is why he's not there or whatever. I'm just saying it's not good that he's doing this right now. That's all. Um, right. Fatu, yeah, no showed this charity event and he has ghosted them. Um, so Weird. basically they're watching to see where he wrestles at next. You know what I mean? And they're um, going to try to confront him on this. So uh, kind of a random thing, but not a great look for uh, Fatu, who seems to be the black sheep of the family. Well, um, I remember Jim Ross kind of whenever you'd hear his shows and he'd talk about, uh, you know, scouting wrestlers and whatnot. And one of the things he would always kind of harp on was dependability. Um, I need you to show up to shows. That's like one of the main factors. Um, and if that kind of thing still is a thing, I mean, honestly, I don't know what his deal is in terms of uh jacob fatu is just somebody like oh man this just from just a visual standpoint looking at him like oh this guy's a big star why isn't you know whatever but um maybe that's been part of his reputation is that he's not dependable i don't know yeah and again i'm just telling this story here just because it's news uh and i think it's interesting i'm not kind of personally trying to create a story of like oh why is he not in wwe I just thought that this uh, was interesting and uh, not a great, not a great look. Um, so, sure. I guess we will. Uh, this is just a quick one. We'll cover it more in the future, and hopefully, it was just a misunderstanding. Um, and the motherfucker's not dipping and hiding because. Oh yeah, I mean th- th- that that would be bad. Um, let's see. Hayashishta will be wrestling for GCW soon. Right, uh, she, I saw that. Not in LA though. I don't think. No, she's doing a little East Coast tour. So I was kind of sad you didn't get to see her in LA, but I thought that was cool. Uh, so yeah, Hayashishta is going to be wrestling in Hartford and in New York City. So if you are in the East Coast uh, area, this is could be a once, uh, who knows, once in a long time opportunity to see one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Totally. Um, we had money in the bank this weekend, man. We did. I did not yes. watch all of it. I should 
catch up a little I didn't, bit. Of, I turned I, it on and it was John Cena and I was very confused. And cheesy he talked hell, right? for a really long time. And, uh, and right. I turned it off and watched well, the highlights okay. later. So so here's the thing. Um, I, I did see, you know, I, I, I had someone that, a very cool person that's bought a lot of my art is a huge Seth Rollins fan. And I love Seth Rollins too. And I remember when they, they had the whole, I think we talked about it last week. They were saying, you know, Kenny and um, Will Ospreay had this amazing match. And he's like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Seth and Finn are taking notes or whatever. And Who said I want that just somebody like, you know, they're going to have, you know, Seth and Finn who are amazing wrestlers. We no doubt about it. If they were given the, t- the type of time and platform could put together a very good, you know, I'm not saying it would be Omega and Osprey, but they could put up a very, you know, a very comparable match, right? In a different if, company. In possibly. a different company. Um, and I was typing something up, but I didn't really want to sound like a dick or a gatekeeper. But my my point was, and I talked about it last week, and I told you I was spot on about it. There, WWE doesn't have the type of platform to make that kind of match. No. No, they, they, they don't. I mean, they don't allow the platform for that type of match to take place on their shows. In in their company, no, it happens it, every once in a while where you have a great match, but it's always like a like we talked about last week. It's a Sheamus versus, um, you know, Gunther seventeen minute forty eight second match in the middle of a card where they just beat the shit out of each other just by happenstance. Yeah, or or, but, old, or NXT from back in the day, obviously, but that's I guess a whole different thing. NXT was um, a whole different thing, and those days are over. Those days are over. So yeah, those days when you're are talking over. modern. Yeah, WWE. Yeah, yeah, you you are right. I, I you know I was thinking about this recently and watching uh, listening to Dave Meltzer talk about Japanese and American wrestling and. WWE is one of their huge things is repetition, you know, getting getting you hooked on popping for these things. And and there's kind of there are twists and turns, but they usually keep those for the, the main main stories, you know, well, that and very narrative driven stuff, right? Heavily, heavily narrative driven. And, and those stories are drilled into you. These are not subtle stories like uh, in, you know something like new japan these are stories that we've seen 20 promos leading up to it and uh you're right man and it's been that way it's been that way forever i mean it's been that way since i saw kenta join you know wwe or since i saw and you just see these wrestlers become shells of their former self and uh i don't know how they are taught that or what that involves or what what that i mean i don't know man but Um, the argument is this like i know there's a lot less chance of somebody getting hurt injured in the yeah. match that Finn and Seth had than the one. And uh, there is a huge argument that could be made to say that. Absolutely. I agree with you. Some of the shit in that match was, I was talking to my uncle cause I I found the match from my uncle. I sent it to him. He's like, what a freaking amazing match. But he's like, but after that one spot where he dropped Kenny on his head, like I almost couldn't watch the rest of the match. Um, you know, when he did the Tiger Driver 91, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, that's a, a move that a lot of Japanese wrestlers have done traditionally or whatever, the Masala yes, or whatever. Yes, but not since 91. <laughs> like, but that, I don't that think. has always been one of the things about when I have my uncle watch New Japan, he's like, these matches are phenomenal, but man, do they just drop each other on their heads too much, you know, and it's a little uh, cringe in a way. 
But I mean, when we we saw we saw uh, Eddie Kingston and Jericho do the same thing, like yeah, some months ago. I mean, it's those spots I like to do. Kenny's came out and talked about that. Um, but yeah, okay, uh, we're talking about Money in the Bank though, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I do agree that 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 platform. The style, it's its any number of things. It's a way that the crowd is conditioned, kind of. Yeah. Um, what they pop for, uh, what they're allowed to do as far as counters and stuff. You know, the counters, there's, there's a lot, unless it's a huge main event match, there's a lot less subverting your expectations in WWE in a way. There might be a, a money in the bank cash in or something like that, but for the most part, you kind of know what's happening, and... Part of really, really good wrestling to me is being able to really uh, kind of trick the audience, but not not where you're like laughing at the audience, tricking them in a really clever way, I guess. And maybe that's maybe I'm getting a little too philosophical here, but I feel like there's a little less of that in regular uh, WWE, although Money in the Bank had some great spots. Yeah. And, you know, listen, I didn't watch the men's Money in the Bank match. I just watched the women's because I by the time I the show came on pretty early out here. And I was running was some errands. What was it, 11 or something? It came on at like at 11, and I was um, running some errands out earlier in the day, assuming it was an afternoon show. Then I realized ha- kind of halfway through, I'm like, oh, shit, this show starts at 11. And by the yeah. time I got back, I didn't. I wanted to watch live. So maybe that's something I'll piece together tonight. I did see the women's Money in the Bank match, which was pretty good. Um, but when I saw yes. Damian Priest had the briefcase, I was like, eh, I don't really need to rewatch that right away. And then, of course, he did the little tease and... You know, that's where you, in that Seth and uh, Finn match, it's right when I saw that happen, into us. and when, they, when as soon as you, I'm like, okay, so this is going to ha- there's the story narrative. Of course, you had a little bit of that in the Omega Osprey match with Don Callis and everything, but... Um, True, yeah, they're, they're, and AEW actually does use a lot more interference spots than they did in Japan, too. AEW being kind of a hybrid... Although they do, the wrestlers can really just do whatever the fuck they want, which is a pretty big difference. But I'm going to look it up because I'm curious just to tell you, because that match was 40 minutes, the the Omega. But let me see how long this match was with Seth. and No, it was like, what was it, like 13 minutes? I think, something like that. No, dude, oh, they weren't going to give it. 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Like yeah. I said. No, they, they were. that was not yeah. going to get 40 minutes, bro. It's not no. Roman Reigns. That's not why people were paying to be there. I and mean, these people that thought it was going to be this amazing match, it's like, dude, there is ne- how many matches do we talk about a year in WWE that are th- like that? It's it's almost, it always happens on accident. It's not ever. Um, dude, and I, I, I think you were tricked if you thought that this was no. going to be some crazy match or something. I mean, I never thought of it like that, especially because I hate to say this, but Finn Balor, as cool as he is, he's just, they don't put him in these no, legendarily it, good matches. Exactly what I was about to say. He's just not booked strong enough to, to Well, do surely that right there's now. that. I mean, I don't take him that serious, to be honest. Like, you know, yeah. he had the thing where he was coming out as the demon, and then we knew he was going to win. And then I think he lost as the demon to Roman Reigns, and then he stopped coming out. It's like I love Finn Balor; I think he's great, but no, he's not. He's not in that. He's not kind presented of spot. that way. Yeah, no, not at all. And in WWE, you know, there's only two or three guys that are. And it, and if you put Seth Rollins against Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay, he's gonna have a match. That's gonna be match of the year quality. Yeah, I, I would hope so, but you know this thing WWE too. It really 
affects people's confidence when they leave WWE. Maybe not him because he's been a top guy, but I mean, God, it took Kenta how long to actually get back to being himself. And- Can I be honest with you? Kenta was pretty banged up when he came back too. Uh, I think Kenta went through. Some and you mean and he's old, and he's older, and he's older. Yeah. But yeah. You know, yeah, we forget that he spent literal years sidelined in WWE. Yeah, he barely wrestled. He was yeah, he was right. he was probably two thirds of the time he was with the company. He was injured. It was there was yeah there was two injuries in a row that were yeah. like year long. So yes, you are you're one hundred percent right about that. But it's just I just I see it a lot. Some people are different. You know, Mercedes Monet. She came looking like she never was in WWE. But yeah. I, I don't really hear tons of people talking about Trinity uh, Fatu, you know, lighting the world on fire in Impact. No offense, maybe she is. I, but I, I I'm going to say, I think Seth, if he's a top 10 wrestling talent in the world, for sure. You've always liked him more than I have, brother. That's all no, I can I'm, say. And I, I, I'm kind of on his... board now, but it's taken yeah. years. Because I, I only think... Thing that... Go ahead. You put him in the G1, he's going to give you some good shit. But that's never going to, it's a shame we're never going to see it. I don't know anymore. Um, To me, he is the crazy guy that is neither babyface nor heel. He just, you sing to his music and that's all. And then he has good matches. I mean, his character leads, I mean, listen, man, I think that he's just a guy that, uh, one of the people that kind of got me back into wrestling was his heel character, um, you know, was one of the things I really liked back in the day. So. Um, no, I liked it back soft, in the day too, but there's very little for compared now. From the... He's just the weirdo. He comes out, you know, you never know if he's going to be a good guy or a bad guy. He's dressed all crazy. He's Becky Lynch's husband. Yo, how great would he be? What in, he's going to wear? How great would he be in a G1 press conference, though? Well, yeah, he'd be great, but it's never going to happen. Never going to happen, and that's a shame. No. But you know what? If I'm <laughs> Seth, stay there and make that money, buddy. Yeah, All he's good. Not Daniel Br- he's not Daniel Bryan, dude. He doesn't feel like he needs to go out and prove a point about how he's the best wrestler in the world. He's he's it's a whole different mentality. It's a whole different generation, you know. No, no, no. I think he's. Um, and the thing is, is like you know, I don't know what they do from here. They basically made that belt for him, though. That's how highly they think of him. They they don't want to take it off Roman, but they basically made this belt for him. Uh, uh, highly, I mean, it, this is a consolation belt, dude. It's given yeah. to him because they know he's. They don't want him to be Roman. I, mean, I think a lot of it is they don't know who they want to do what they want to do with Roman yet because they've gotten so I far. Think they know. I I think they know. What I are you going to do exactly with Jay Uso? They're going to do. Well, they're going to have Cody win at WrestleMania. Dude. You think Cody's going to do? Cody it win at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's why Cody even just said he's like I'm not interested in, uh, not interested in, um, in in that other belt. It's like they already got they got wrestlers already shit talking Seth's belt. Like, yeah, that's not for me. So I don't know, man. I, you know, uh, it's it's weird. I you got these wrestlers AJ Styles and all these great legendary wrestlers and well I'm AJ's not say on it's the squandered because they're making great money. But, yeah, uh, no, yeah. no, but AJ just had a match with Seth too, right? Right, and it was I don't remember it being anything special. Yeah, so I. I and then, you, just, look, you, on this card, too, to you had Matt Riddle and Gunther, who on paper should have a pretty awesome match. Seven minutes, 45 seconds. You well, know? that's another thing, too, you, of that style change, where when, when Matt Riddle was pre-WWE, he was, like, one of the top indie guys. 
you've seen his style. It was his brutal style. He did uh, blood sport and all that stuff. And now he is the guy who smokes a lot of weed, I guess. More or less. He's like a more cartoonish Rob Van Dam, I guess. Um, yeah. And uh, now Gunther, I'll say, they've he's awesome. They've done a great job with him. But they, oh, sure. he's actually a serious character. Yes. He's not a fucking joke. He's not, you know, which even they... they Sometimes kind of make Seth a joke. And you know what, though? And also give Gunther credit. Uh, give Gunther credit. Oh, I do. For what, though? Oh, hold on one second. You found what? I found a Sam, but not the It's okay. I'm going to keep talking. No, um, okay. give, give Gunther credit. For me, the dude never changes his style. He yeah. wrestled the same style. He was able to do it in WWE, in the indies, and he's made it work. Well, what I was going to say is give him credit is he played the game and he got in excellent shape and he lost weight. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, he he looked the part for them a little bit more. Which um, is funny because, in a way, it's like Moose. It's like once they lost the weight, they almost looked less intimidating. But uh, he's showing that you are going to do that for the company and that you're going to be more healthy and long-lasting for your company, that's huge. He made a big it takes impression. takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, Drew McIntyre, although he never was a heavy guy like that, he did something similar. He, he uh, went and, you know, made himself the perfect wrestler for WWE and kind of kind of a different situation. But he, he these are people who have done things uh, for the company um, above and beyond. And when you get... I don't know if you need button. to jiggle a cord or something. You got real staticky out of nowhere there. Am I okay? No. No? Staticky. I I'm hear really you. staticky. Okay, hang on. But it, maybe that's just a, on my end. But, um, well, yeah, and you know what? And, of course, that main event, yeah. I don't know if you saw the main event of that match, of that uh, card. Show. Yeah, that was awesome, I thought. It was awesome, but obviously a, a heavily narratively driven match, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, hang on, let me check out my audacity here. Yes, I mean, honestly, I thought that... Um, with that one, it, it was the last 10 minutes of the match, which was really important. The first, you know, 20 minutes was pretty slow, nerve holds and stuff like that. Right. Um, but, yes, those last 10 minutes made it worth it. It was all story. Actually, a pretty historical little thing that went on there. Um, it was it was great. I mean, Roman was going to stack them like he stacked Edge and Danielson. You remember that? Yep, yep. Yep, stacked them like cordwood. Yeah, and uh, he was going to do that, that tease, and I think when they kicked out of that, it was like, yeah, I was sure they were going to not kick out of that. So um, it is fun. This was a long-term storyline, seeing Roman get his comeuppance, and uh, I have a feeling that's you know we're going to see the crack start here, and it's going to be pride wide open. We'll see. I mean, you know. This is when WWE's style goes right, right? We've talked about it a million times. And, uh, it, you know, it, is it Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, you know, combat? No, it's not. But it's, it's you know, heavily narrative-driven. Um, Roman might be the best in the, in, the, in, the, in the business with facial expressions. Mm -hmm. and, and Paul Heyman all these years is still amazing to watch. I love how they got that new belt for Roman. Oh, he's, still, he's amazing. Um, they got that new belt for Roman to be still carries the other two belts. I, I noticed it. that. I think okay, it's great. Okay, that's just a goof, right? 
I, I just think it's great. It makes him more important when he has more belts, I think, and makes him seem more dominant. You like um, Paul Heyman's face when he lost? He was just not blinking. Just like, unbelievable. did you see that? Oh, his faces are always great, but like, and this Romans one, are he's great just too. staring. Oh, I, th- I think Roman Reigns is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I, I'm not saying he does anything no. crazy, but with the storyline and stuff and the presence, I mean, he's great. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, yeah, no, it was it was entertaining. Um, again, the the show to me did feel like more of a highlight show than a watched the whole thing. Um, I know that Logan Paul got kind of fucked up. Did you I see didn't that see highlight? That match. I didn't see that match. Um, what happened? Uh, him and Ricochet tried to jump off the ladder uh-huh. and then jump onto the rope and then do a double springboard Spanish fly okay. off the rope. I, I should and, be mad. Uh, it was kind of a disaster. It was kind of a disaster. Like, it's the whole trampoline thing, and I was hearing Brian Alvarez say this. It's like, when you're on a trampoline, you both have to jump at the exact same right. time. Or you'll lose or your Or the balance. timing is, is, so. is that off, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what happened, and uh, he got taken, uh, Logan got taken into a table and fucked his shoulder up, so I think he was out of the match at that point. And that's where... <laughs> He's like quickly learning why wrestling is not... Right, and I sometimes. think that's where we're learning Logan, amazing natural athlete, but lack of experience is what you have to chalk that up to, I think. Yeah, lack of experience investing, too. Uh, when you look at what's going on with CryptoZoo, he... he uh, it's kind of a sidebar here, but he uh, had a scammy kind of crypto project about a year ago, and uh, it ended up just being a big rug pull scam, and he promised he would pay those people back a couple million dollars, and that money has still not been paid back six months later. So there's that. So is that too. why he's out there wrestling? you think he's distracted by that, is what you're saying? I think he probably is good on the money front. I'm just saying... Uh, before you cheer or boo or support him, just know that, or buy his merch, just know what's kind of going on underneath. Uh, oh, well, no, there. we've talked about his, I'm, I've am i put that all aside, and I'm just talking about, okay. you know. We're not yeah, talking about I, Japanese I'm not, I'm not rooting for. I, I'm not rooting for him, but I'm just saying that he's a great natural athlete, and he yes. showed that uh, in his time with WWE, but now that he's out there and enough, you're going to start to see where that lack of experience comes in. I will say this, though. At least he's over. He sells tickets, and uh, he's kind of like people are talking about him. Well, you know, that's why he's around, I, the crossover he, factor. Well, I look at like someone like Ronda Rousey, and to me now she's just a mid-level WWE wrestler. Well, like I don't see the wow factor from her anymore. Yeah, well, I, never, I was never really a fan of hers, but I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, and then she even might be leaving soon, I think. So To uh, where? Her, just, to... Her, just to not do anything, I guess. Uh, her partner turned on her. Right, I saw that. Yeah. in the bank. So, we'll see what happens there. Women's tag title, not interested in that, um, to be honest. I am very interested in, though, in the fact that EO Sky won the Money in the Bank. So, the theories that I got are that... Uh, Punishment Martinez, what's his name? Damien Priest. Yeah. He, uh, the idea is that he might fail at cashing in because they don't do that that often, but they kind of need to do it sometimes because it is a possibility. Well, they did Um, introduce the whole idea of cashing in with a different title. 
Yeah, and I hope they don't do, get too crazy with that either. I don't want to. I don't know if a title is over, right? Then whatever. It's all. It's all good. But um, I think Austin Theory did that last year for the U.S. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that was the first time I remember that being done. Yeah, I think that Io will be a champion, though. Um, I think they're grooming her to be a champion, and I think that's awesome. I think it's great booking. She's great. I've seen her live. She's amazing, um, and just it makes me happy as a Pudo fan to see these Japanese women being so successful in WWE. It's it's really amazing, but it shows their hard work and the trust that they've earned from the company. Oh sure, definitely. So, I mean, I, I've talked about it before. Oscar's future Hall of Famer, and this could be EO's chance to get into that mix. So, uh, pretty exciting booking. And again, you saw the finish to the women's Money in the Bank match. Yes, I so, did. Yeah. Nice little sim, sim symbolic thing there with her climbing over her partner on top, right. just climbing physically on her partner. Yeah, that was to, good stuff uh, with Bailey for sure. Yeah, yes, yes, I liked it. So yeah, it seemed like a good show. Uh, what do we got coming up here? Nothing in the next couple weeks, right? We we're, we're free and clear. Oh, we we have the we have New Japan stuff tonight. Yeah, the New Japan so, strong fourth uh, and fifth of the July pay per view. We'll which, figure yeah. that. We'll figure that out because it's pay per view. We think it's done that it's a pay per view, and so do you. Uh, yeah, because we get Dominion for eight dollars a month, and then I have to pay thirty dollars to watch Oscar Luibe. Um, so I want to see, uh, Moxley and Desperado though. So I know we all do. I mean, so tonight they have the, what's they have the great names for these tonight is like the dramatic death match. Right. So or that'll the tag be match with, uh, June Gasai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then tomorrow is going to be final death. Interesting. Um, Fun. So I don't know why these two guys love the death stuff so much, but they do. And we get two guys from across the pond, totally different countries that both love the same thing. Let them, let them go at it, right? Absolutely. And I guess this puts us on the road to G1, basically. True. Yes. And so we will be uh, talking about that soon. Um, maybe we'll do a little preview. We, we've got a lot of stuff. That's going to be a question, too. We've got Eddie Kingston. We've got Tanahashi in the G1, which we're going to be keeping a close eye on. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully Hoping he he's doesn't blow out his leg. He's, he's not on any of these cards, is he? No. No. Well, wait. Maybe he was... Let's see. They're doing... I don't I don't remember seeing him. He might have been in a tag match, but it's a lot of American guys. Um, let me pull it up here just so we can... I know we have, like, just, West Coast Wrecking Crew and guys like that. And Tom Lawler. Mm-hmm. Who unfortunately didn't get that match at uh, Forbidden oh, Door. Oh, yeah, that, that was actually really sad, too. It, uh, and then Adam Cole and his wife got sick right after, too. So, mm. yeah, that sucked. Um, card. So, let's see. It's a lot of Young Lion stuff, but we're going to have uh, uh, Willow Nightingale versus Julia tomorrow. Okay. So, that's going to be a big one. Um, Kosei Fujita versus Tom Lawler. So that's TMDK versus whatever Tom Lawler is. West Coast Rec? I don't remember. Um, Akira and TJP versus Connors and Maloney for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight. Um, and then the exciting encounter is June Kasai and El Desperado versus Homicide and Moxley. 
Mm. So yeah, that that's the first night. I no, I don't see any uh, Tanahashi on here. So that's a that's a good sign, right? Yeah, he needs to rest up for sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, for sure. After that, after that last match, we kind of all could tell. Um, let's see. They're doing DKC Ishi. Okay, no Tanahashi is on here. Sadly. He'll, but he's in a tag match against Nelson, Isaacs, and Lawler, so hopefully he don't have to do a whole lot. Um, then Yoshihashi and Goto are going to be challenging both knights for both sets of belts. Mm. So I see them losing the strong tag team belts to Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin. Okay. Um, could you see that? Yeah. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Kenta versus Eddie Kingston for the strong openweight championship, and then Desperado versus Moxley. For the final death. So, sounds pretty good. So, we'll be talking about that next time, Justin. For sure. And whatever other news comes our way. We've gone about 57 minutes. I wanted to go about an hour. So, unless there's anything else you wanted to say, Justin? I think that's it, dude. Cool. Well, uh, go check out AEW Fight Forever, guys. Uh, Check out uh, Money in the Bank. Tell us what you thought. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to talk to you guys soon. So, yeah. Justin, thank you as always, brother. Thank you. And we will see you guys later. Good night. Good night.